Welcome back to the ABC Music Talk podcast. This will be the last episode for 2019, but I'll be back in 2020 with some more interesting guests and more subject matters covered. Today, however, I return to the basics category, which is where all this began, with an episode covering the importance of music videos. I would have covered this subject regardless, but this will take the form of something resembling an advertorial for my very first sponsor, that of Rota Videos. Full disclosure, I also consult for Rota, but it's an awesome platform, which I think many of my listeners will find useful. So each week, I will be reading a short paragraph advertising Rota. In fact, this episode is the first opportunity to give it a spin. So here goes. Rota makes it fast and simple to create music videos, promo videos, and lyric videos. Rota offers both DIY video creation tools, as well as a cost-effective white glove service via the team at Rota Studio. The web tool at rotavideos.com has all you need to automatically add stunning moving image visuals to your audio, both from your own video library, but also from a large catalogue of royalty-free, high-quality stock assets. It allows you to create full music videos in either 360p or 1080p definition, and you can create an infinite amount of drafts for free, allowing you to experiment with a vast amount of styles which add visual effects and different editing transitions to suit your music. Head to abcmusic.co and click the Rota logo on the homepage to access a 10% off discount for the service. If you'd like more information on the Rota Studio service, contact me, alex at abcmusic.co for more details. So hopefully that was clear about what Rota is, and I will be revisiting it a little later on in the show. So let's look now at why music videos are now so important to the music industry. Now, as ever with me, there's always a little bit of a history lesson, and I won't uh, try and pretend that I knew everything. I had to go research this. And, of course, Wikipedia being my friend as ever. And I found this uh, little little paragraph that I'm just going to read out for you now, which is which I thought was quite interesting. <clears throat> The Beatles had used music videos to promote their records starting in the mid-1960s. The creative use of music videos within their 1964 film, A Hard Day's Night, particularly the performance of a song, Can't Buy Me Love, led MTV, later on in June 1999, to honour the film's director, Richard Lester, with an award for basically inventing the music video, which... I didn't know that, and I thought that was pretty amazing. And what an incredible thing to have achieved in your life to be sort of, you know, mostly recognised for uh, for for creating uh, the, the the format of the music video. Wonderful, wonderful thing. So, MTV was just mentioned there, uh, which of course, uh, well, it was launched in 1981 in August in the US. A uh, little bit of trivia for you: the very first video that they played was something uh, uh, called video killed the radio star uh, i have a feeling they knew exactly what they were up to when they played that now personally i grew up w- watching music videos through a show called the top uh, top of the pops which was a weekly show uh, which essentially did a, a countdown of the the uk chart uh, and it was a kind of mixture of of uh, you know sort of mimed studio performances but of course music videos and that was kind of pretty much my only real access point um, I do, however, have vague memories of watching MTV for the first time. It was around the, the early 1990s, 
Um, because in the UK at the time, you needed a satellite uh, TV connection. And back then it was very expensive and we, we certainly didn't have it at my house. But a friend of mine did. And so uh, one lunchtime, we all went around his house. And, uh, and I, I mean, I sat there and watched the, these incredible music videos that I just hadn't seen before. Uh, and it was fascinating. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, really added a sort of another dimension to me as a music fan at the time and seeing some of these these, these acts and obviously the, the additional sort of creativity that comes from uh, the, the visual component to music. One of the other memories that I have is uh, being, I was a fan of a band called Feeder and uh, one of the, on one of the albums they had, uh, you could put it in your computer and using, you know, the CD-ROM, you could watch uh, a music video. Again, it was the sort of thing that was quite unusual at the time and uh, and really, you know, added a lot to the, the experience as, as a music fan. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that I've thought about as I was planning this was that, so YouTube launched in 2005 that probably means that almost most, well, most people I think that are listening to this are probably around the ages of sort of 18 to 24. And in which case, you pretty much had YouTube all of your lives, if not all of your, you know, adult lives or young person's lives. Um, and I just think that's quite amazing because, of course, for me, it's it feels much more like a, you know, like a new thing that, that we've got to kind of figure out. Um, and so YouTube's a, a, an incredible phenomenon. So I just want to kind of just go go through some of the statistics uh, uh, that, I, that I found online about them. Um, and so back in 2006, there were there were 65,000 new videos a day uploaded, uh, and that resulted in 100 million views every single day. Now they're pretty big numbers, but by the time you get to 2017, there were 400 hours uploaded every minute. And one billion hours watched every single day. Now I know that's not all just music videos; that is, you know, just videos in general. But still, it's an incredible platform, and it's, it's certainly well recognised that that music videos uh, make up a good, a good portion of the, of the watch time. Um, it's actually led to the, the site, according to Wikipedia, at least, uh, being the second most popular website on the planet, which uh, which I certainly probably agree with. Of course, video exists outside of YouTube. Um, there are other platforms, Apple Music and Tidal, uh, you know, do a pretty good job around uh, music video streaming. And of course, Apple themselves had iTunes uh, for where you could download uh, music videos uh, that sort of predate streaming. I think that was uh, launched around 2003, 2004. Um, but of course, the other thing that's worth mentioning is is how music videos, or at least music in videos, has uh, you know infiltrated so much of what we uh, of what we consume and social networks of course being another big component to that facebook instagram twitter you know whether it's in the stories or whether it's in the feed and of course that really has sort of added this other the other dynamic whereby music itself is being used in these videos that aren't the official videos so unlike the the stuff i was just talking about with with apple music and tidal and itunes and mtv uh you know, it, you've got this kind of like really sort of like incredible uh, fan engagement uh, piece going on uh, through through the different social networks. Uh, in fact, I, I helped um, uh, Facebook uh, uh, license some of the music for the kind of the, the background aspect to music being used on their platform uh, with with some of the record labels in Southeast Asia. Uh, and my understanding is that these days they're they're currently trying to actually license the uh, original music videos for their watch service. Apparently, there's something live in. Thailand and India already um, because you know, previously really they, they were only ever paying for music being used in the background as opposed to the, the actual official music videos themselves so that's a really interesting kind of evolution that, that's going on there and of course you know you've got to kind of wonder whether they're looking at YouTube and sort of thinking oh maybe you know maybe I'll go after their crown who, who knows um, 
the the other thing that I think is uh, you know has been a you know fascinating uh, piece uh, and certainly has has caught the imagination of of record companies and the record industry and the music industry in general is of course a platform TikTok um, which bought Musically uh, where you've got fans making these these videos based on music uh, and of course the other one that's worth mentioning at the moment is Triller which uh, you know has a, has this uh, piece in it where you are specifically asked would you like to make a music video and that that's really interesting to me to sort of see how that's kind of gone all the way down to sort of you know true consumerism I mean, that platform now is something like 26 uh, and a half million monthly users and apparently it's about to overtake TikTok in the US so I, th- I think that's quite quite an interesting piece because it you know sort of reminds you that whilst for the last year or so everyone's been talking about TikTok and nothing but TikTok and uh, or musically and uh, and you know you sort of think oh well you know th- these are the only this is the only game in town but like most things in the music industry if you think you know everything um well well it's just changed and, and therefore you don't um and it's interesting to watch how Triller's kind of really aligning with uh, with a lot of uh, uh, music artists, including you know people that are actually investing in the platform, like Snoop Dogg and Kendrick Lamar. But one of the other things that I think is really interesting about music videos today is that traditionally, and, and as we saw with the the example um, uh, with the Beatles uh, earlier on, uh, <clears throat> your music videos typically were used as a, a promotional tool. They they weren't revenue generating, or at least you know you maybe you could sell a VHS cassette or a DVD or perhaps even the download, um, you know at some point. But that wasn't really a sort of it's a wasn't a big part of the uh, the makeup of the the revenue matrix for for record companies. And so I thought that was worth mentioning. And so therefore, when you look at the revenue, uh, and and I and I did uh, if you, the IFPI have a have a great report that they do every single year, a uh, global recordings report. Um, and the, this is uh, I've got some stats here from the 2018 report, so it's kind of looking backwards to 2017. But uh, 856 million dollars was made from uh, video streaming. Now that's a pretty big amount of money, um, certainly is to me, uh, and I'm sure everyone else listening. Uh, but what's interesting is when you compare that with all the money that was uh, generated from audio streaming, which was 5.5 billion dollars. Now. You might think, oh, well, you know, that sounds about right. Audio streaming has been around a little bit longer than music video. It's just kind of how it is. But it starts to look really wonky when you look at some of the other statistics. So whilst there's a huge delta between the amount of revenue that that, that, that was, was, was created from video streaming versus audio-only streaming, but if you look at the amount of users that are actually engaging with these platforms for audio only and that's both paid and ad supported there uh, in 2017 according to the report there was 272 million users using just the audio only platforms now again that's a huge amount of people but when you compare that to the 1.3 billion video users that that uh, contributed to the 856 million dollars uh, for video streaming you know the, the numbers are almost kind of inverted like they they they're the wrong way around in some respects and this is this just goes some way to explain you know why there's been so much kind of like negative negativity towards youtube from the music industry of late um and i'm sure that that will eventually start to redress the balance and of course as i said earlier facebook are now starting to look at licensing music videos so you've got to kind of wonder whether they might do a sort of a, a you know a play with the music industry to kind of be the next darlings of the music industry and, and you know cozy up to them um so i think <clears throat> you know it's it's not done yet. We are certainly just in this evolutionary phase. Um, but what it has told us is that more people watch music videos than listen to audio streams. And and that's a really, really important thing to kind of note from all of this. Um, in fact, 
at the actual numbers from this 2017 report, 55% of of all on on demand time was spent with video for for YouTube, you know, and forty six percent was YouTube, um, and the other forty five percent was uh, obviously audio streaming, twenty three percent paid, and twenty two percent in the ad ad funded. So, but again, what what this means is that most of your fans are video music consumers, and that's just something you've got to kind of uh, remember if you're if you're an artist or you're a manager or you're a record company putting these these, these things out. So <clears throat> this is why I think Rota is a really interesting uh, proposition. So I just wanted to walk through uh, the process that uh, that you go through to create a music video on Rota. Now I did this for uh, so last week's guest Illy, uh, she was talking about a, a secret show that she was doing, and at the show I was taking some some video clips just on my phone. Uh, and I can kind of thought, right, okay, let's let's try this with Rota. Let's see how it goes. And so I kind of created a a short bit of audio, forty five seconds long. That's kind of just like a sort of mashup of um, a few, uh, well, all of the tracks off the uh, of the EP that she put out, changes. Um, and uh, I tried to create a sort of like you know uh, like a sort of rap promo video uh, of the show that she did. Um, there's the link. There's links to that on online in the show notes and on my website, uh, so you can have a little look at that. And I'd actually be curious to know whether you thought it was any good or not. Um, it didn't take me very long, and, and I think that's an important part of this. You know, people people are often time poor. Um, I certainly don't have any video editing skills. In fact, I don't really have any audio editing skills to speak of either. So what I came up with, I actually thought was you know fairly sort of uh, you know fairly decent. And so within Rota, the, the process that I went through was very simple. You upload the audio and then you kind of dump in all of the, the video clips that you've got. You've then got this kind of like sequencer um, app application to it where you can kind of put them in a rough order. Because what the, the technology does is it uh, it then sequences those video clips to the audio so that they kind of make sense. Um, so it's 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 a little bit random, but it it's essentially you know the sort of thing that you if you knew what you were doing, you might end up with anyway. And it's just a kind of a shortcut to that. You then add what's called a style, and and styles do this thing where they um, they both um, uh, you know can kind of mess with the colors, maybe add a bit of saturation or a kind of a blurring effect, or you know perhaps it's just kind of moving to the beat of the music, and it, but it also you know affects the the transitions between the video clips, whether it's slow, whether it's whether it's quick, or, or as I say, whether it sort of matches to a beat or whatever. Um, and and actually, it was at this point that. I spend most of my time in Rota, and and if you're going to have a go and uh, play with the platform, and as I mentioned earlier, there's a, a nice discount uh, if you head to my website and, and click on the the Rota logo, then um, that would that would be my recommendation. You know, upload the audio, upload the audio, dump in all your video clips, um, pick some stuff from the the incredible stock library that's kind of ordered by mood and collection, um, but but spend time messing around with the styles because you will get a, a huge sort of range of different outputs from it. Um, but don't worry if you if you, you if you kind of move on from one to another every single time you create one of these these renders as they call them uh, it's saved in the drafts and so you can kind of always go back to the bit that you were at just before and kind of go again if you like so it's a really it's kind of an idiot proof which for me is useful it's an idiot proof platform and uh, and and the results i think are excellent so once you once you kind of get the the video looking the way you do you can then add some text overlays so either perhaps you're making a, a lyric video or perhaps it's just you know as i did a uh, a promo video and you can actually you know you could put say you know just like the the artist and the title or you could drop bits of text in you know say advertising a show or whatever it is that you want to do you know throughout the video 
um, and they have some nice uh, sort of templates uh, that, that, that sort of you know help frame that slightly better. Um, and then once you're happy with it, you can download it and, and pay for it. And the cost of these videos is really very cheap, um, I think anyway, at least certainly in, in the realms of uh, being able to sort of add a professional touch to the the execution of the composition of the video, but also primarily the the access to this incredible stock library that's got you know it's got things like uh, you know drone footage going over a city or some time lapse stuff and basically really quite technical and and clever and interesting bits of uh, you know video footage that I certainly couldn't create just you know using my phone. Uh, it would take me too long to kind of perfect these things and, and get it right. So. Um, and it's all just there. You can just kind of select it and put it in. Uh, and then, as I said, you apply the styles, render the video, add your text overlays and get something that, you, that you're hopefully happy with. So do give it a go. I thoroughly recommend it. Head over to my website, uh, abcmusic.co. On, on the homepage, you'll see a rotor logo. Click that. You'll go through to uh, to a special landing page where you'll see my logo, uh, and that's where you'll get your your ten percent off. Um, so that was really what I wanted to kind of cover in this. You know, just talking about the importance of 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 uh, a video for the music industry, um, and also to introduce you to to Rota, my sponsor. I'm hugely grateful for them for supporting this show. Uh, so to my listeners, once again, thank you for listening. Um, as ever, I welcome all feedback, and I've actually been getting some of that, which has been really fantastic and really insightful. So I do appreciate it. Keep it coming. Um, so yeah, welcome all feedback, comments, and suggestions for future shows. Uh, if you want to get in touch, uh, I like Twitter a lot. Uh, so my handle is at Alex Branson. Um, if you want to send me a direct message, just hit, uh, just type uh, podcast DM, uh, and I'll follow you back, and we can have a, a direct dialogue. Uh, or head to my website www.abcmusic.co, and you'll you'll find a contact page there with my email address. So once again, thank you for listening. I hope you had a good year, and I will see you in 2020.